Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry I can't be with you tonight. However, I couldn't completely miss the chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, uh, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with your evening. Please know I'm thinking of you, supporting you, and encouraging you always. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. On behalf of Baseline Times, once again, I'm your host, Chevy. I'm here with the usual. You know, I just wanted to kind of just open up and talk about, you know, first and foremost, this is supposed to be a different conversation. Now, we, we had talked about resurrecting this podcast for, uh, for 2020, and we really wanted to come in and talk about um, you know, after Saturday night, we, we saw the uh, rankings change of the NBA all-time scoring list. We want to talk about that. You know, we want to be lighthearted. We want to come in and have a good conversation about that. Just kind of restart the process here. Um, and it was a good time because, you know, with sports, it's like right after NFL playoffs, we were like, you know what? It's a little lull in sports. We'll talk about the, the Super Bowl. We'll get into like a little bit of NBA talk and just kind of kickstart things. I honestly, I miss this. This has been like one of the most biggest things I've like felt like absence about, you know, talking about sports. And just doing the podcasting, and you know, for the record, I helped a few people get podcast started, and they they were pushing episodes out, and I kind of had that. Uh, I don't want to be so cliche tonight, but I had that mentality, man, to just be like, you know what, screw this, I'm about to get back on and and do my own podcast. I've been doing this shit for a while. Um, I'm gonna get back on and do it, but um, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, first and foremost, that we we obviously want to open the, the show up and say that, um, we you know, condolences to everybody. I mean, just all nine people it just seems like positive things come from, you know, everything that's said about everybody, what there was mentors and from the pilots, everybody was, the, the pilot was a mentor in his own. I mean, the, the, you know, Kobe, you know, there's young, uh, mentors, if that's the right terminology. Um, you know, so we're not here to just ignore there wasn't other, you know, eight other lives or, you know, just talk about two lives lost hair but um we're sports fans you know ultimately and uh we're gonna talk about you know kobe and his legacy obviously on the show this is a sports show so this is what you're gonna get fellas how you guys doing marcus to mario uh, i'm not okay to be honest i won't lie i think i've cried more this week than i have in like my entire life no here's the thing we all know kobe's been my number one villain since like i was a child right like me being a mike Iverson and LeBron fan, that's just a given. But over time and living in LA and seeing how the way he's carried himself and become a family man and winning Oscars and just, you just become a Kobe fan. And I mean, when I got the news, I, like, I remember going to our group chat and looking and I'm in another group chat, I'm in another group chat, I'm on Twitter, I'm on TMZ and I'm just thinking, no, 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 no. It wasn't until Woj posted it. I, I didn't want to believe it. I still don't want to believe it. Like, damn, that was painful. It's still, I mean, LA is, 
like on the corner of where I live at off Melrose, there's a Kobe mural and it's been there since forever. I actually took a picture by it like two weeks ago. And now they're doing like the candle lights and like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Marcus, what about your initial reaction? I know I saw you went out to uh, the Pro Bowl. Kind of take us through your initial reaction on uh, Sunday. I was shocked. I mean, it's Kobe Bryant. You don't expect that from, you know, some of that caliber, I guess, because, you know, you kind of just give him this icon status. Uh, so I first heard the news heading to the Pro Bowl, like you said. I was getting to an Uber. Uh, one of my buddies texted me about the news. Not like I was a tech that said Kobe's dead. And I didn't believe it, you know. But then you get another text, and then, you you know, you get Twitter, hit Reddit. And it's the same story over and over again. And just kept developing over the Pro Bowl. And then when we did the uh, moment of silence for him over the, you know, I think it was like the second quarter, that's when it really hit. Like, it's real. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. I mean, a lot of the Orlando media got to cover, like, a lot of what the NFL players said. And, you know, I think one of the columnists was talking about how it was it's really incredible how he inspired, you know, football players. You'd think, like, a football player would inspire, you know, other football players or be inspired by other football players. But, nah, this, this is, a, you know, across the board. I'm sure we'll talk about that on this podcast. But, um, not to, like, you know what I dislike about this is, like, there's been so many people who crawl from under their rock from where they're living at. And it's every time somebody famous who dies, they crawl from under this rock. And the reason why I don't like Twitter and stuff like that, social media, is because these weirdos who hide behind these little weirdo addies, they feel like they have the right to disrespect. And they know they would never say these things to anybody. Like these complete weirdos who wait till somebody dies and then they want to do the whole... Kobe's just a regular. No, he's not. Kobe Bean Bryant is a fucking icon. He's not a regular person. So, of course, when he dies, it's going to be everywhere. And people are going to be upset. And people are going to be distraught. And people are going to talk about it. And people are going to feel some type of way. And people are going to start questioning like their meaning of life and why they are here. Because he's much bigger than a person. And unfortunately, we live in a world where we put these people on a pedestal. So, of course, when they die we're gonna go crazy like i would hate to wake up one morning and go oh so-and-so died let me go on my fake twitter account and talk shit about that person like that's weirdo like that, i mean that's some weirdo shit like very weird i, I think yeah no, no no that's like pretty much my exact thoughts exactly um you know and that, that's like one of the most frustrating things that we bounce back and forth these last like four days I think today is kind of just like all kind of like seeped in and settled in a little bit for once. But like that was like the most frustrating things. I even like it didn't even inspired me to write something yesterday. It was just like, dude, if if you can't wake up to, to be legendary and, and to be great, like just don't be upset that somebody else is because they work 10 times harder than you. You have the opportunity, especially like in a country that we live in with so many free opportunities. And, you know, we can go on that topic all night. But, you know, no, that's definitely where I'm coming, you know, where I'm coming from. I mean, the second part of it is obviously, you know, we, we, we all aren't like dedicated, like diehard, like Kobe is my man. He, I love him. He's my favorite player ever. Like, I don't even come from that background, but I still came from the side of, I respected Kobe. Um, you know, he was a guy that competed as everybody knows, you know, being in Orlando, he competed against T-Mac, but he still had the respect of like, damn, this is Kobe. Like you just hope that T-Mac can put up you know 50 points and lead the magic to a win 
against Kobe and his greatness, you know, his greater team. So that was like, you know, the battle that I had. And, uh, you know, I, we will talk about our favorite Kobe moments here. But like that was like just pretty much like exactly what I wanted to say, D, but in a nicer way at the beginning here. Um, but, no, that, you know, right. that's just it's just common sense, man. Like we're going to talk about them regardless. If you don't like it, just log off social media. You know, I mean, look at this. I've spent the better part of Kobe's entire career a non-Kobe guy. I grew up a Mike fan. That then became Allen Iverson. That then became LeBron James. So it's always been like, is Kobe better than this person? Is Kobe better than that person? Is Kobe better than this person? And I remember screaming all of his failures in Utah. Like the guy's like 18, 19, and I'm talking so much shit, right? I'm like, ah, blah, blah, blah. But then you saw the switch. And, like, the 2000s came, and you're like, wow, him and Shaq dominating, killing it. But at the same time, I'm still like, doesn't matter. He ain't Mike. He didn't win those finals MVPs. Talking shit. <laughs> and I remember when I became a Kobe fan, it's actually crazy. It was Colorado. And the reason why is the way he carried himself throughout that entire just bullshit slander. That bitch wanted a payday, right? The way he carried himself. The way he, he, he was open with how he was wrong, how he went about doing it, and he would go drop 40 that night and then be back in the court the next day. And little did I know, uh, many years later, I would go through a similar thing, and I mirrored the way that I walked the same way that he did it. And like Michelle Obama, she always say, like, you know, when they go low, we go high. And I kind of chimed that with him because he's never spoke ill of the whole Colorado situation, even though that situation could have deaded him. And I remember quickly turning into a fan of him. And then I move out to L.A., of course, and I'm here talking shit post chat because he was trash. I mean, he was, you know, putting up points, at very still uh, bad shooting percentage. We'll talk about that later. It doesn't matter. Whatever. And then all of a sudden they get pal and they go back to back. And I was. It was crazy because I'm the biggest shit talker for the Lakers and Kobe, but I was at those parades, wilding out, throwing ass. Uh, and it just, you know, I mean, oh, man, this has been a rough week because, like, literally a piece of my childhood is, like, ripped apart. Like, a piece of, of me, a piece of the NBA. I, like, love the NBA and seeing some of my favorite players of all time, past, present, future, just – I mean, it's been like, oh man, it's been heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, you know, bringing up the whole Colorado thing, I think that was the point where, like, I really started to respect like his work ethic. And I, I was, I was very like, I'm younger than you, so it's kind of like, as a teenager, young teenager, I'm looking at him. It was just ESPN, like, oh, here comes Kobe, and he's jogging in. I remember like the scene, and he's jogging into um, the warm up warm up line. Um, and you know, I was playing you know ball at the time, so it's like, damn, like. You know, usually you're there, you're kind of warming up, you kind of like get into like a sync with your team, you do like, you know, obviously the NBA is a lot different, but I'm still, you know, I'm a young kid, it's my immature mind, it's like, damn, how is this guy late? <laughs> how is he late? Why is he late? And he drops like, like you said, 40 points, you're like, damn, like this, that's what I gotta go do, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm late or not, I still gotta show up and play my game. Um, So it was like, it was just like an example that he said, and I think like his work, work ethic, like you said, he was just in and out of the courtroom to the basketball, in and out on top of that so i don't know what he was going through with his relationship at the time man you still try to balance like a marriage on top of that i don't know how to how to like balance all that so i like like the mental like preparation for him was like beyond just coming out and i don't know man like 
that was when I really started to gain like respect for him. And I couldn't sit there and be like, like I, I threw LeBron's name through some slander, but I probably have never really thrown Kobe's name through slander. I'm just like, yeah, Kobe, you lost this year. Sorry, better luck next time. You, you know, you kind of always win. And sometimes I was, it was nice to see the Spurs beat them for once because I wanted to see Tim Duncan, you know, win. I wanted to see Parker, you know, I wanted to see Ginobili win for one sometimes. And I wanted, you know, that those were the days where you, I gained his respect. So I would agree, but because I think like the, the early 2000s kind of did that transition. Um, and it was beautiful to see. I always say that you get the number eight Kobe and you get the number 24. And if I had to pick one, I would say number 24 would be like oh, yeah. probably my, obviously my favorite Kobe, but <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, I mean, I don't know, Marcus, how do you, how would you, how would you feel about him? Like as a player, man, just kind of coming into this since we're like kind of going through with that topic right now. And how did you see him? Uh, you know, what were you, how do you, how did you perceive him? What I, you, you know, were you a I'm fan at some re- point? I'm always going to remember Shaq and Kobe. Like always like that, that, that tandem kind of got me into, uh, really liking basketball. It's, the Oh, one finals is probably like my first real, you know, the, 2000 finals is probably my first real finals memory. Like I remember watching, you know, some Jordan games and my dad was watching things like that, but I never really like pay that much attention. Man, Shaq and Kobe and that Lakers team, man, they were something different. And that really piqued my interest. I've been going ever since. I mean, but I, man, I, after but man, after Shaq left, I hated Kobe. <laughs> every time, every every time. He came to the garden. He made sure <laughs> to whoop our ass. And it made me so sad every time. Yeah, but as a Knicks fan, you know, I think there's, there's a couple moments that you can. What do you mean? There's a couple moments someone, you can if appreciate. Punching, if someone's punching you in the face beautifully, are you appreciating it or are you getting punched in the face? <laughs> At least, at least that's one. Which one, you, which one are you thinking about? His beautiful form? We're getting punched in the face. I think, I think you know, you have to at least honor Chris Childs at some point. Yeah. That was me. I was the friend who would post a Chris Childs video, like, randomly on somebody's Facebook page, even though we haven't posted on Facebook in years. Like, I'm the guy <laughs> who, who randomly will be like, oh, yeah, remember he went 6 for 24 in the NBA Finals? And didn't score in the whole second half. Like I'm that guy, right? And then I'm the same guy who spent the better part of the last four days crying. Like at one point Sunday, like my, my tears just didn't stop, and I was laying under a weighted blanket with ESPN on repeat, and I just was like, "What the fuck is life right now?" Like it, it really made me think like long and hard about like life. And I'm reading this book called The Superior Man. And everything is just tying in. And I'm seeing all these people speak so highly of this guy. And every single person that I've heard speak about Kobe, they've all said that he's always had this. Jerry West said at 17, he he said I was going to be the greatest. At 17, can you imagine saying that? You got Michael Jeffrey Jordan, like, right there. (laughs) And you're like, nah, fuck that. Kobe Bean. Crazy, right? But that's a part of that mentality, you know? Like, that's just like a beautiful thing. And I think that what's really cool is that I've been seeing so many different fans from all walks of life speaking on that Mamba mentality. And I feel like this is lit like a fire under so many people. Uh, and 
you know, it's just, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, I'm trying to see the greater good in this. Yeah. I mean, that's something something I wanted to get to, um, definitely about it. And, and, you know, at least just right now, just kind of reminiscing a little bit for him, uh, because I I think there's a bigger picture to this. It's just, it's, it's, it's going to be a bigger, beautiful picture. Um, but I, like, like you said there about, um, inspiring different people. I think one of the things I remember about Kobe and, and his jersey is that for, for whatever reason is that he his 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 work ethic I don't know whatever it is as a player it just settled with um d- different groups of diversity and it's just not it wasn't just here in the states um yeah. I, I remember a lot of uh, you know obviously he's very popular out in Asia um you know I associate with what what we call brown people. And, um, you know, for those of you who know what I look like, um, and, and it was like, man, well, why, why do you guys like Kobe? You're not, you're not from, like, for me, I'm born in, in Orlando. So I'm like, why are you, you know, why are you not, you know, you're born in New York. Why are you not a New York Knicks fan? You're, if you're from Florida, you know, if you're from the Caribbean, you know, why aren't you like with associating with something closer, you know? And, but yeah. people just, for whatever reason, adapted to him. Like and this is post like Colorado. This is like post like rape allegations. This is like everything settled and done. He's back into the league too, and it's like people from overseas and all walks of continents fell in love with Kobe, and that that was their favorite player. I had family members that were you know it was Kobe Bryant, and I was like, man, why do you like Kobe for? Like I like T Mac. Like why do you have to like the guy that's it's, the rival? It's you know, Kobe. Kobe always talks about hard work. Yep. People can relate. When, it's just, and this every, is where I'm going. Everybody exactly. can relate to someone. Exactly. Cl- having to clock in early, having to stay in late. You know, even though Kobe's making, you know, literally a million times what you are, but, you know, you're still clocking in early, clocking in late, you know, whatever. And this, but this is the pro, the point that this is why, this is why what we're, what's happening today around the world is, it, it, this is why, it, like you yeah. said, it, it, clocking yeah. in early, clocking out late. It, this is why, like, man. Like people talk, like there's this thing. People talk about how like uh, soccer is really, really, uh, really uh, accepted around the world, but it's right. not really that big in America. You know why? Because soccer is about hard work. You have to work hard to score one point. It's a very good perspective. So, so the game of soccer can resonate with people because a lot of people work hard and they don't get much. So, if Kobe's constantly telling you to work hard, work hard, work hard, that relates to you. I no, that's exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that was that, and people are wondering why, like, why are we cared about this guy so much today? That's that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, when, when initially, like, like I said, we were supposed to start this up and talk about, you know, um, have a little more of a lighthearted conversation. This was I was ready. Unexpected. I was kind of ready to slander Kobe. You know, I've slandered Kobe right. And yeah. we we were ready to say, you know what, this guy took you know excellent what nineteen hundred shots more and still could. We were ready for it, and it wasn't. It, it wasn't ill intent. It wasn't malicious. It, yes, sport, it wasn't. Sport, it's sport. Exactly. It was we, exactly. Like, put it this way. I, I was ready to talk about how Braun passed Kobe with 1,900 less shots, 100 less games, 1,000 less minutes, <laughs> while having way more, you know, I mean, just, you know, we get it. I think, here's the thing. We're going to look back many years from now, and we're going to be like, wow, like, who in their right mind, thought to compare those players because that's how much LeBron is widening the gap. Like, it was cute in 2000, like, 
eight, nine when LeBron hadn't won yet. And that was like, okay. But then now you look and you're like, wow, he's lapping players. Like legit lapping, like doing laps, doing donuts. So I think that what happens now is like, we kind of, we look foolish because Kobe's last tweet and last picture was the passing of the torch to LeBron. Right. Absolutely. And now we're all like, shit. Like I've spent the better part of my online life arguing up until recent years, because I think it's just pointless now because you get it. But arguing like Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, Mike, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady. You know, that's what we do as sports fans. Biggie, Tupac. But now you get to be my age, 33, and I can care less. All I want to do is go to Trader Joe's, come home, and fucking cook in my crock pot, right? But I do think exactly. that last post on Twitter and Instagram, it deaded that whole era of Kobe versus LeBron versus, like, let's just enjoy all of these greats while we can because if this Kobe situation has told me anything, it's like tomorrow's not promised. I mean, in, but you think about it, it's like how many times do people have to see this and how many times you have to see deaths and how many times your mom, you know, anybody, family has to tell you this, right? And it's like, you know, do this, do that. Tomorrow's not promised. And people will tell us that all the time. But as humans, we kind of have to go through the experience to learn it, right? And then, you know, at the same time, you know, going back to what you were saying about comparing, when I almost rewrote the script because we were supposed to do this Sunday. I almost rewrote the script. You know what? Say, I give up. The tweet that he sent out to LeBron, that was enough because I was watching the game and I was ready. You know, I I'm guilty of writing a post on uh, Saturday night and saying, you know, LeBron's going to be, you know, forever greater than Kobe. Oh yeah. And um, you know, and it's you know, I'm a sports oh, fan really? first. Kobe's death doesn't change that, right? Right. Like, you, exactly. Like you can, like it's not about, you know, I mean, you know, because we're not going to start like lowering the hoops because of this or that. No, 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 no. Like. You can, like, I love the sport of basketball, and I respect Kobe as an icon, as a great, as a legend, and all of that. With saying that, like, facts are facts, right? So it's not like a, you know, like, I think that people, because, you know, I've had people that was like, oh, yeah, you know, you, like, you know, you said LeBron is better than Kobe. He is. He is. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, like, you know, the death doesn't change anything, but what the death does is the death just really makes you think about, life for me i've been like the whole week i've just been sitting here like wow you have a guy who gave his entire life to the sport of basketball right sacrificed everything family friendships everything you then retire you become like the world's greatest dad you win an oscar like mamba academy and then you die in a in a fucking helicopter like what is like bro what that's that's crazy to me it, the like, irony yep it is what's your 13 year old daughter bro are you serious it, and on top of it it's dude i it, and that's that's i don't know what to say like that's it i my mind was trying to you know comprehend i mean but let me just you know go back to saturday evening you know when he after he tweeted that i was like you know what i i think i'm done like i think we should set the example like if we want to see the change let's just be the change blah 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 let's be cliche you know what i'm ready to come on the podcast and say you know what Kobe is just such a happy man. And I told D before the podcast, I said, man, you know what the last image of me uh, that I had of Kobe in my head before Sunday was him courtside with, with his daughter and the smiles, just how like happy and laid back he was out in the Kobe. media. Um, Kobe. And 
um you know obviously with my life changing and having uh, an, an eight eight month old now you know my son is out the collar yeah, <laughs> we forgot yeah. about that right mm-hmm. i mean just you know i mean it, dude that part like right there was my last image of him and the whole i think it was the last time what was it with luca he was at the game where luca you know had he had said yeah. something in, was slovenian he, I, you know whatever language and you know, he was like, hey, I think that there was a video and, and man, it just made me tear up to watching it on Sunday where they were like, look how he introduced Luca uh, to his daughter and his daughter was like, oh, nice to meet you or whatever. And it was like, dude, like, that's the dad that I want to be, man. And it was yeah. sad because, you know, that's the part where, you know, I, like I look back and I say, you know what, I, knowing that image is in my mind and showing the what he tweeted that night, I was like, you know, what? I can't go on the podcast. I'm not going to talk shit about Kobe. You know what? Kobe's content. He's happy in life. He's where like I'm at, you know, where he wants to be enjoy his family. So, you know what? This is what we're going to go on here. I'll talk about I'll take this angle. I'm going to say, you know what? This is the passing of a torch. The guy's completely content and happy. He wants he's a great that wants another guy to take it and, and move on and be greater. That's the that's the 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 inspiration that you should have in life. And just in my opinion, for anybody out there listening, is that the inspiration that you should look forward to every day when you wake up? Is you know take care of what you got to take care of for yourself, but also look to inspire. And that that was the angle I was going to take, man. And unfortunately, here we are having this conversation uh, this evening. Total one eighty. Um, but yeah, mine's are still trying to process it. Um, it gets worse every day. I mean, you know, first it was you know Sunday, then Monday. You kind of just had a little calm. LeBron tweets out or Instagrams on Monday night. Then Tuesday, TNT decides to have guys come on board. Oak teammates, Jerry West, Rick Fox, D Fish. D Wade, um, you know, it's Chag and do I don't know. And then, you know, obviously it's Wednesday comes around and then you have um, you know, Vanessa Bryant finally with the Instagram posts and um, you know, I do I don't know, man. This is you just know, too much. It's it's just the shock of the mental dissonance of it. Right. Like yeah. literally, literally twelve hours ago, we talking about LeBron passing this man, how you know it's gonna be a great future for Kobe. You know, it's kind of it was kind of a you know a a, a a send off for Kobe in a weird way. And then, you know, he actually, you know, gets sent off. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's like bad movie writing. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Like, it's like when the hero, like, you know, finally vanquishes the villain and all of a sudden, you know, gets hit by a car, like on the way, you know, home. Like, very anticlimactic. Horrible. I mean, it's so bad to where I'm a few days removed. And even yesterday when I'm rewatching this 60-point game and I'm thinking, like, somebody's going to be like, just kidding. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's the, I think the reality kind of is, like, it's settled a little bit in today, a little bit. Um, I want to say just, like, maybe, like, 5%. But it's just, it doesn't seem real. I mean... You know my like mother, the circumstances are just so out of there. They're just out yeah. there too. It's true. The NBA is not watchable right now. It, there's nothing. I don't even know how All Star Weekend's gonna be. Yeah, like my mother's oldest sister passed away um, a month and a half, two months ago. RIP to my auntie. And my mom called and told me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Kobe. I mean, it, it just shows like how much of like I know Kobe better than my own blood. Like. My mom was like, oh, auntie died. I said, oh, okay. I found out Kobe died. I literally sat down on my couch and cried for the whole fucking day. All day at Depressed work. for days, I'm, right? Yeah. It's true, man. 
Vanessa Bryant, because it's like, you know, it's much deeper than basketball. It it's really much, is. It, we watched him mature. He matured with us. We watched him have kids. We watched him win titles. We watched adversity. Like, I feel like we know these sports stars and we know these entertainers as if, you know, they are family. It's true. I would say that, like, Kobe, like, for, for us, and we could probably relate to it more than anybody else, and maybe just, like, athletes or people who were athletes once upon a time um, growing up, too, is that he kind of had, like, the perfect blueprint life. Like, you, you kind of you, you get drafted really young, like, 17 years old. You become, you're in L.A., man. Out of all the cities in the NBA, you're in L.A., um, you know, because you're, you're in, you know, he's from Philly. So he comes over, he's on the other side of the country, he's in the, the bright lights. Then he's next to Shaq, and it's like, okay, now you're like, I, I want to be the best. You have the drive, the passion, the will, the work ethic. You become top level. You win a championship. You know, you, you marry, you know, the person you love, beautiful queen at your side. You have kids. Um, you, you have like, like almost the near, it's like the perfect send off, man. Like you're done 60 point game. You're like, I'm out. Everyone's talking about, well, dude, this is all this guy knows. He, all Kobe knows is basketball. Like, I, don't, I think we had a conversation about this because at the time, um, we were doing, I was doing podcasting. I, you know, obviously you guys came along, I think what the latter, the beginning of 2017. So, you know, when he retired, you know, we, we weren't podcasting together, but we did a show and we, we kind of talked about our favorite Kobe moments, you know, Mamba out, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, man, you know, what is he going to do next? You know, I think D, we, we kind of talked about this at some point. We're like, you know, what is Kobe going to get involved with? Then he gets the Oscar and he becomes, you know, that part. Then Mambo Academy, right? It's like, this is perfect. Like, we, we thought about it. This is perfect. This is what, this is what it is. The blueprint was great. He's, he literally, he, he's been laying the blueprint on how to retire in the NBA and because here's the thing, people were like, do TNT, do this. No, that's not him. That's not Kobe. That's not, that wasn't, you know, like, I think that, like, prime example was KG doing the Area 20. Awful. Awful. <laughs> I never, ever want to see KG on my screen. I remember there was one episode with, like, him, Rashid, and Ben Wallace. It's like, oh. who? He, who? Was, he was better than Uncut Gems. <laughs> that is true. He was, he was good in uncut gems, become an actor, but just don't don't do the Area Fifty One KG. Kobe didn't force anything in his post NBA career, and it was perfect. It's like I said, it's just a blueprint life. Like you know, as a young kid, like I mean, that was my dream. Like I mean, I quickly found out as an older teenager that I wasn't going to the NBA. All right, but I still could have the potential to be a mentor, be a coach. And, you know, whether it be for other children or from children for myself. And, and that's why, like, you know, this is why it hurts me the most now is because now I started to pay attention. LeBron, you know, and Bronny, that they, they kind of took the limelight a little bit here just because um, they're, they're, the, they're the it family right now in, in L.A. Um, and, you know, the, the games are on ESPN for Sierra Canyon. But, I mean, I still watch Kobe from afar. And I think, um, I forgot who keeps comparing it. I think it was Ernie. It was, it was somebody kept saying, this is his second career. You know, this is like yeah. his second leg of career. And he's living it so perfectly, man. It was just the beginning, too. Um, and then the daughter that that actually wanted to carry on the legacy that was next in line, man. Um, you know, it just kind of like, you know, shifting towards like, like, you know, what, what he meant now is just to females, 
to to you know everybody in that academy it wasn't just you know males oh i'm gonna go coach the boys i'm gonna try to you know build a prototype of you know blah 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 i think there's three things guys i think there's three things that that we're gonna see the absence that's gonna hurt right one obviously is family that's the most important and i think a lot of you know and d i told you this before the show a lot of the things that people said about him but that men first said was like you know him as a father like they're gonna miss him as that Kobe because he was he's the cool dad man like he is the cool dad no matter what anybody says they're gonna miss that right and so the family the second thing i would say is the world we're all gonna miss the inspiration that he could have continued on for all of us in his second post career um whatever he decided you know obviously it was with the mamba academy and teaching inspire we don't know what he had in store to inspire other people but i hope that there is some something out there that he left behind that we there's something to unlock this then this is a bigger reasoning of why you know this might have happened depending on your faith and what you believe in and your spiritual believing this is probably what needs to happen to unlock this to move on and so we can have a peace of mind and there's some positive spin to this is that something has to be unlocked for you know the world something needs to be inspired because that's what that's what his intention was and, and the third thing i would say is that the nba community will will, will miss his absence um i think about guys like trey young Jason Tatum. Uh, I think about the young guys, you know, Ante DeCumpo. I mean, there's just guys that worked out with him. They, he was, think about this. Is, is there anybody else right now that's retired that's willing to help him like this, to help with the league like this? There's nobody out there. I mean, Bill is old. You know, he, I don't blame him. He's old. Hakeem's old. I mean, there is nobody out there right now, that, and especially with this generation. I mean, those are older guys. There's nobody within this generation that understands these players as best as Kobe had and understands how to mentor them. That is going to be a huge loss, but it's also their responsibility. We'll talk about that too, as well. It's, I think it's their responsibility to carry on his legacy, of course, but I think those are the top three things. And then, I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough because I feel like the younger guy, like the Trey Youngs, like, like, like the Luca, I mean, some of those guys, man, like, they did. They you need the mentorship, you know, for people that's so young. But you know, they they've kind of got to look to kind of pick it up themselves. Which you know, it is what it is. The professional athletes. I'm sure other people will will be there to guide them. But I mean, there's no guidance like Kobe Bryant. There's not going to be any guidance like Kobe. I um, think. Yeah, I think even like the moments where Kyrie, after he won the NBA Finals with a crazy shot, the first person he called was Kobe. Like I think that. Like when LeBron and Wade and Bosch and all those players, when they learned how to work out, it was from Kobe. Like Kobe was like the OG, you know? So for me, it's crazy because I'm a few years younger than Kobe, even though like it felt like when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, Kobe's 17 and just a few years, you know, he's literally like eight years or seven years older than me. And what's crazy is we really watched him go from the kid to the annoying motherfucker who just, uh, road Shaq's coattail for three titles, you know, to just like, oh shit, this dude's invincible with the whole Colorado. And then all of a sudden he goes on this scoring rampage and then he wins his own. And then now, and that second half when he morphed into 24, that's when he kind of became the OG to the younger players. And he is our Michael for our era. He is. So it's just crazy because we still can see Mike, even though he's not as visible, we still see him. Right. We still to see Kareem, we still see almost every single person, 
Only the only two MVPs who we don't have, Chevy and I talked about this, are Moses Malone and Will. So it's like we still can see Bill Russell, or I mean yeah. Mike and you know, we still see Bill Russell, we still see all these. So it's just for me, I honestly thought that Kobe was gonna be that 90-year-old guy on the sideline talking shit. And I just cannot believe that he is not here with us. I can't. That that and the whole like this was his Hall of Fame year. Like, I don't to be honest with you, the last few couple of Hall of Fames, I didn't really care. I didn't really want to watch speeches. Oh, you, hear that? you know how fucking Kobe that speech was gonna be, bro? <laughs> but, the amount of petty, the shade, the shots, the like the straight up the daggers, like Kobe he was about to do some Kyrie, flat earth, LeBron, <laughs> dog, 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 Michael Jordan, emoji crying. Like, he was really going to just, man, I'm I'm heartbroken, bro. I mean, and Shaq said it over and over, but even before Shaq came out publicly, I, you know, that was one of the things I thought about. I was like, man, this wasn't, wasn't this guy supposed to get his Hall of Fame speech this year? And we, we were robbed of that. I mean, that was, that's the moment. I mean, that's one of the moments, I should say, beyond championships and things, you know, you know MVPs and things like that but like man like we really did get robbed of that we got robbed of a great hall of fame experience and this class is what isn't it uh duncan um i think there's a, a couple of other guys that you know that we grew up with and we watched early in the 2000s that supposed to be in this class and it's just it's really heartbreaking man we're not able to experience that part um I think the biggest part for me, you know, looking at it from, you know, like a parent perspective is that I was really interested in seeing what happened to his, to his daughters to see, because sometimes you can judge Kobe as a, as a player, but what about as a father to see where he took them? How did his mentality take them to the next level? Um, Unfortunately, he lost the one, you know, it's lost. It's, it's the, you know, the daughter that would play and wanted to carry on the legacy. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, what about you? What, you know, what, what about your top three Kobe moments? Any, any kind of like top three Kobe moments that you guys can think of and just, just reflect on? My favorite Kobe. My f- <clears throat> Let me just say this one real quick, real quick. Yeah, Cause I got to think of the other ones, but my favorite Kobe moment will always be when he didn't flinch at Matt Barnes. I don't care what anybody, you, you just, that, that one motion, that sums up Kobe just perfectly. Yep. Like this man, he didn't care what anybody else was doing because he was so sure in himself. And I think that's the most incredible part of Kobe. I got to think of my other two though. I, I have three. My number one is the game winner versus Miami. I say that because I was at a ball. Here's what's crazy. My boy, Jared, just tagged me in this post because I believe it's December 24th. My boy Jared tags me in the post every year. We were at a bar in Long Beach. My boy Jared goes, if Kobe hits this jumper, I'll buy 24 shots. He bought 24 shots. I drank 12. He drank 12. I ended up in Vegas. I woke up in Las Vegas on some like, how did I get here? Uh, My number two is the 2006 game four, game winner versus the Suns. I was watching with the homies. And I remember just all of us like, He's going to hit it. He's going to hit it. He's going to hit it. And he did. And then my last one is uh, January 27, 2008 against LeBron. And that game, I remember 
them just going back. I think Bron had like 40, Kobe had like 30, 35, and they were just going back and forth, back and forth, just going. And another underrated one is the game that he had versus Tracy McGrady in 2002 when it was prime Kobe, prime Tracy, and they were just dogging ass. Just, you know, I miss those moments with the current NBA because – Star players don't guard star players anymore because of analytics and all that bullshit that I do love, but I still dislike it. But I just miss those old school games where like guards guarded guards, forwards guarded forwards, centers guarded centers. And it just was like, whatever, if you go bust me for 50, it's going to be me, not somebody else. Uh, yeah. Those moments were great. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, the Matt Barnes thing obviously happened against the magic. I would say um, one of my favorite Kobe moments uh, would be. Um, when he beat the Magic? No. Um, that was going to be one of mine. Can we talk about that? So it was the 2000. <laughs> I mean, look, I, and I wasn't even upset that he beat us, man. Like, it, coming into that finals, like, I knew that. Loki, I, I was hoping Melo would freaking win the goddamn Western Conference that year. Just go in. It was, you know, who would have thought Denver and, and Orlando in the NBA Finals? Anyways, man, David Stern would have <laughs> shut down the NBA. I will say this. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that the one thing that um, I would never forget one of the moments is when he he had dunked on Dwight Howard. Um, yes, that was great. That's like one. It, Nobody would ever let me live that down as a Magic fan. I see that picture at least one time a year. Now I'm gonna see it and be like, "Wow, this is this is insane, bro!" Like everybody posts that picture. When we talk about Dwight Howard, the the glory days of the Magic. I mean, that's the last time that my team no, was relevant. No, can we talk about this? How Kobe and Dwight were rekindling their friendship. Kobe, what he was doing present day, right. and I'm glad that he didn't get back with Smush. Smush's uh, post, you know. You know, it fucked me up, but it even made me text like an old friend who we rekindled last year, but I text him like, yo, I'm happy that we did because if something like this would have happened to you, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. It was so cool that Dwight was welcoming and Kobe was, I mean, it just was, man, it just, man, this sucks. Oh yeah. Dw- yeah. Definitely with Dwight now. Um, I, you know, I, the other part would be definitely the game winner against the Suns in the playoffs, man. I, I saw that coming too. I'm just like, man. Like, this is about to happen, man. Like, he, Kobe's gonna get the ball and make the shot. Like, he, he, I mean, they weren't even gonna be that great that year, but he's still gonna go down and march down and <laughs> that shot. And he, and he hits the shot, man. I'm just like, dude, this is insane, man. Um, and then, uh, I also loved the Olympics finals against, uh, Spain. Um, he went off. He went out. Uh, it, we, we, it's been talked about so much in the last like 48 hours, but like, I, I don't know, man. Like, that was a year that, like, I had chills. Like, it was like one of the best years um, to experience because one, you know, it was 2010, right? He went in and he beat the Celtics. I actually rooted for Kobe that year because um, God, that was, hey, wasn't it? Wasn't that like what was that? Uh, the Redeem team, the Redemption. It was the yeah, it was Redeem team, Redemption yep. team. Um, but I mean, he went in that year and uh, he beat the Celtics. I was sour at the Celtics because they beat the Magic in 2010. Um, and and then I was, you know what? Let's go ahead, just give it to Kobe. And I'm like, you know what? He he can go and win a gold medal. And, you know, he he got the trophy. Go win the gold medal. He took the back seat. And and you know the thing is, a lot of guys came out of that off season saying, you know, Kobe changed a lot. You know, a lot of those guys and and helped them and mentored them. Um, and and watching a lot of those old clips, man, it's cr- 
I love that team. And that was like one of my favorite teams to ever watch. I don't think there'll be another Olympic team in my lifetime that I probably will enjoy than that team right there. I mean, Chris Paul, you had, you know, there's a Deron Williams was on the team, right? Um, I think at that point, um, you know, the two point guards you had Dwight was on the team. I believe if I remember Dwight was there as a center, you had Kobe, LeBron, Wade, (laughs) bro. (laughs) That was nuts. But that was like one of my favorite, favorite Bryant um, moments there where he took over that game and was like, all right, guys, like, we, we going to win this. That's Mamba mentality, man. We're going to put on for Team USA. Um, but, yeah, I would say probably those are probably one of my top three moments that I remember, like, just visually seeing and then experiencing. I mean, there's so many more others, man, but, like, I don't know. Those are just some of, like, some of the ones that you definitely miss. I mean, the 60-point game was great, man. But, I mean, those are just some of the ones that he was just at his prime. He was just... I just remember... What about you, Marcus? You got any more? So, I remember... I actually watched the game when Kobe uh, busted Jalen for 81. Um, Because I've actually... It's funny. Like, I saw a lot of the... Despite being not too much of an avid basketball watch all the time, I caught like a lot of the mid 2000s very important moments live. So I'm sitting there watching Kobe drop 81, getting, you know, watch Miss Five. So the next day I come into school, ninth grade, met Evans High School, and I get into an argument with someone because I told him that Michael Jordan could just average 81, you know, for the whole season. And what Kobe did was that special because wow. I was a Kobe hater at the time. Wow. <laughs> I was so we argued. We literally argued all day. So that's my second best, you know, Kobe related moment. Despite you know looking back at that game, geez, I was incredible. Dude. And let's see my last favorite Kobe moment. Probably his last game, man. Just watching him walk off like that—that was nuts. I think was- it's. I think that's another thing. Like Kobe's life was so fairy taleish looking yeah that's what it, is. And it just ended so whack like honestly this is a horrible movie man it had the highs and lows of like every you know every movie is like you start off high yeah high school or better than jordan yeah bitch three p the next thing you know it's like you did what to who in colorado like speaking of yo kobe was wilding out too because he hit it in the booty with no condom like <laughs> Phil, like, nigga, you are Kobe Bean Bryant, bro. You running up in a Costco worker, nigga, raw, just like, deep, like, nigga, what, bro? Your sperm is worth millions, my nigga. Like, you want some goofy shit, right? Yo, did but, you ever read, like, you ever read, like, the testimony of that case? Yes, I remember you posted in the group chat that day. And I was like, bro, like, can I, can I fuck you in the butt? Like, what? Nigga, what? Like, while I'm out. No, it, you know what, Kobe and Tiger, that's why when Tiger's comments, they remind me of the same person. Because I think what happened is they were so rooted in the greatness at an early age to where when the, like, the time for Tiger and Kobe to act wild would have been their teenage years, right? But they were forced to be adults. So then they hit like this midlife crisis, which isn't even really a midlife, like, it's like Tiger was raw dogging Walmart greeters and leaving full messages like, hi, this is Tiger Eldrick. I just walked <laughs> you in the parking lot. Like, nigga, what are you doing, bro? Why? What? what? Who? Bro, you, you, I mean, I'll, bro, I'll, you I'll, want I'll, what you I'll, want. 
you know, and I'm starting to, you know, I mean, I've asked, you know, strippers to do some wild shit as well. But, bro, you tiger. You wilding out. So, and then all of a sudden, it's like, cool. You're like the most hated motherfucker on earth. You come back, you start breaking, you know, Jordan records and shit. Then all of a sudden, you win. Then all of a sudden, you become the OG of the league. And, like, your team is trash. And you hate your team. And you hate these youngsters. Now we're making fun of you. And then you ride off on 60. Then dad Kobe. Then you win an Oscar. You supposed to be here right now, Kobe. I miss you. That's all I am saying. Like shit. <laughs> That's what it is, man. This is. How about what about you guys? Like, favorite like off the mo- off the court moment. Like what's like one of the things you guys remember just throughout his like life and career? Like it's nothing me, to do with like the basketball. Honestly, just, like, man. Like lately, though, I've only been seeing Kobe with that with Gianna, man. Like that meme was like the last thing I've seen of Kobe. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And, like, man, it's sad, dude. Like, damn. For me, my favorite Kobe is dad Kobe. So, for years, I was one of those guys who only wanted a boy. If if I've ever been blessed enough, you know, to find a woman and, you know, to have a baby, right? I always wanted a boy. I never wanted a girl. I never wanted a girl. It took my buddy Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. the way he is with his daughters, uh, Reagan and Sienna, it literally made me like be like, wow, I want that privilege of being, you know, a girl dad, right? And then to see Kobe with his girls, and it's crazy because we naturally think because we're all men, somebody like Kobe should have a boy. And right. I love how he always answered those, like, no, like I'm no, I love my girls. I love, I, I love it. I love it. And it's crazy because you look at somebody like Kobe and you think like he should have a boy, but then you see the way how he is with his girls and you're like, wow, that's dope. I love when girl dad went viral last night because it just, it was just a really warm and welcoming, like, wow, this is a beautiful thing. Like this assassin on the court was a softy. Like, right? Like what? Kobe with girl, yep. and it's just, I mean, that was just, that's my, my last moment and image will be of him and Gigi courtside smiling. I'll never yeah. not think of that moment. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Cause like, I literally like wrote these questions down to you guys. And like, that was like the one thing I was going to say, I didn't know what you guys would say. I, I mean, I, I just gave you guys examples of like, Hey, you know, think about commercials, movies, like any, anything that Kobe's done in his lifetime that you just thoroughly enjoyed off the court. And like, do I, I can't even disagree like i i can't i don't even be cliche right now but like literally like i I guess technically i'm the only father here out of you two but you know it's dude i it really is i mean i know it's it's such a fresh image in our minds you know with with everything that's been going on the pictures here but like literally like that's always it was so cool to see the nba like embrace that too like it wasn't just like you know um kobe and his, his personal instagram account like dude like it was sports center it was espn it was not just like their Facebook, it was their Instagram, it was their Twitter, like everywhere broadcasted like Kobe courtside with like his daughter just hanging, chilling out, just smiling, bro. And again, the thing that touches me the most is the part where with Luca and uh, the Kevin Hart video too, guys. Remember this, you know, before Luca was Kevin Hart, Kobe always would be like, get up and take a picture with Kevin Hart. And he did the same thing with Luca. He was like, hey, it's my daughter. And then the, what does he do? He does the most dad-like thing. 
he says he gets his phone out and he's like, hey, you know, get in for a picture, man. And I think that was like this is the coolest part about seeing him because like you we said he's been this assassin. He's been this he's had this mentality and he's this a serious mean mamba like look the whole entire time of his career. But to see him kind of just being peaceful, um, and you know, next to, to the daughter that wants to carry on the legacy, man, that was it is sad, man. It is terrible. Um, you know, but I think that just to kind of close it all together is and Derek Fisher said this last night. He said, I hate this had to happen in order for us to appreciate the full version of Kobe Bryant. I think right now there's a bigger responsibility. And I don't know if you guys agree that I think the biggest responsibility falls on the NBA community now. It's hard right now. It's trust me. I don't think anybody right now is in their right mind to play basketball. When it comes to these guys, there's millions of dollars they make. I mean, I just think that the responsibility now falls on it's it's you know past players, just the NBA community as whole, as a whole. Adam Silver, it'll, he'll be the leader of it. The guys are gonna say, you know, we're gonna get together. We're gonna make sure the fam's good. We're gonna make sure his legacy carries on. Cause you know what, guys, we're, we damn well are gonna make sure the legacy goes on. There's gonna be fans out there. He's oh, yeah. so diverse. It's intertwined in this world that we're gonna make sure as hell that his legacy lives on. But I think it's the 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 responsibility falls on their shoulders to carry it on. Um, a lot's gonna change. I you know Shaq talked about himself changing last night. I think he's gonna he definitely is gonna change. But I think a lot's gonna change. Unfortunately, a lot of sometimes this has to happen for a greater good for for mankind. And uh, like you said, Kobe, Mark, it's a shitty script, a shitty Kobe, movie script. Kobe's gonna live on forever for the simple fact that ever since I was like. 13, 14, whenever I shot something into a basket, I yelled Kobe. I don't I don't know when it started or when it began. We didn't yell Mike. We didn't yell LeBron. To this day, I'm 33 years old. Whenever I walk through a doorway, I pump fake, I head fake, I'm I'm doing my like those are things that are gonna get carried on from generation to generation. If anything, his death at such an early age is just gonna make his legend grow even more. Right. Like, right. This, this like this past Sunday was the single, it was the worst day in NBA history. I'd argue it's the worst day in sports history. Like, I, the world stopped, bro. And I live here. I live in LA. I'm walking around. People are like, this is, it's bad. Like, it's bad here. It's terrible. I mean, the whole city is shook. It's like, we legit, that's, Kobe's a god here, like beyond life, immortal. So for him to go at such an early age on some freak ass, fuck the fog, man. Like, what the fuck? You know, but, you know, he's going to live on forever and forever and forever and forever. I agree. I agree. I I mean, and you see like the impact, like when things kind of like the dust started to set a little bit. The video came out, the whole girl dad quote, and then like not just like celebrities, but like every man that is a father to a daughter. Hashtag girl dad. I mean, I saw a lot of people, a lot of friends that I follow, uh, you know, on Instagram, people that I know personally, you know, I, I may not always like their pictures, man, but I tap like on the girl dad post. Um and and then, then celebrities, you know, following suing, you know. Dude, that that's like the direct impact of like 
the awareness now of like, hey, well, we we gotta carry on a legacy. Um, you know, the last thing that like I really like enjoyed, and something that I saw, you know, quote wise from him, and it's funny because when he retired, I made an Instagram post. I would never forget this. It was April thirteenth of twenty sixteen, and like the last sentence that I said, I said. You know, I might shed a sh- I might shed a few tears tonight, but thank you, Kobe, for your positive impact on a generation and the generations to come. And this is I didn't change nothing. This is exactly what I said, April 20, 2016. Um, little without knowing, you know, where we at. And in retrospect, now, um, one of the quotes <laughs> that he had said was that, um, you know, part of what he said was that his his mind and his goal was to create something that lasts generations. Uh, you have to help inspire the next generation and then they create something great and then that generation will inspire the one behind them. And I think like that's the biggest thing that's going to come out of this. Yeah, it was like an abrupt, shocking, like craziest, weirdest death. But unfortunately, like sometimes it, it's got to be, it, it happens. And I think it's for the greater good. A lot of people have like a negative twist on it. Um, that I don't really want to get into, but this is something that that it's gonna it's it's waking people up sometimes, and it, it takes tragedy, man. And unfortunately, here here's where we're at. But uh, I think there's like a grieving process. I mean, dude, it's something that's been on my mind, man. I just I today's been a little bit better, but it's just been on my mind. I'm like I I, I just can't really watch a basketball game, man. And everything is a 24 hour you know 24 second violation, eight second violation. I, I'm just kind of opting to watch the clips. Um, I kind of want to go out to a game this weekend. You know, I think the Heat are in town, and I'll go check them out. But I don't even think I want to do that, man. It's just, dude, I don't know. Like, it's a little different. Um, but it, somebody's got to step in and lead, man. And um, you know, it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time. Um, then you know, D, you said it plenty of times here already. Like, dude, I don't know what his wife's thinking. Like, I don't know what's going I through. I <laughs> I can't imagine a you losing your your best friend and husband of 20 plus years and your child like i don't even know where to even and then the way that tmz and these fucking i wish i i wish all these cocksuckers who post dumb shit without like everybody wants to be first like rick fox was on the plane all the daughters all the what like man those are some evil 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 people man we live in a weird society how these people can just post fake news shout out to trump fake news all day like doesn't matter at one point it was like okay who can just say the most wildest shit rick fox was randomly on it where the fuck did rick fox come from like it's not right that this woman had to find out randomly on Twitter that her husband and daughter were no longer with us. Like, yeah, you're right. Like it, I, I mean, we got all these low, I, I got to suck on a fucking paper straw now because some weirdo talking about the environment. Fuck your environment. You know what I want? I want a motherfucker to not be able to sit in front of somebody's house and take pictures of their children that causes their children to have complexes that causes these children at an early age to be terrified of going outside. Uh, Adele, Jennifer Gardner, all of these famous people have went to court. And for some odd reason, 
these weirdos like TMZ and Daily Mail, they can do this shit just because the law protects them. Like that, like that shit makes me angry, bro. It makes me angry that uh, that uh, what was the New York Post leaked Vanessa's distraught and she can't complete a sentence. Oh uh, yeah, motherfucker. Her husband and her fucking <laughs> child just died. What do you like? What do you expect? Like these people are like are just oh my god these people literally kill me bro kill me like it makes no sense what do you expect it, it just i don't know man it's just a weird time because i feel like we have too much access like I, i'd rather go back in the fucking day where we did have all this access because it's like you know we just know too much and people, you got people that are posting the fake footage of the, uh, of the, uh, you know, oh, the, yeah, uh, the helicopter, and just, oh man, it's awful, man. Yeah, it's supposedly that happened somewhere else in a different, even a different country, but yeah, it, it is, man. I think that, um, I think this this has been great though, to at least kind of like just get it out. I mean, I haven't had too much time to really converse with basketball fans and then speak with, besides like, like you know, in this kind of matter. Kind of like a roundtable matter. Um, it's been just really text back and forth between so many, you know, a couple of different group chats, man. But um, I think it's just as good to express and get it out. Um, definitely not the conversation we expected to have you know, to reboot this podcast. And uh, but I think that you know, moving forward, I hope that a lot of people are inspired. I think a lot of people, if if they were given second thoughts about trying something, doing something, that they've gotten that inspiration. Um. And, you know, my hope is and what I think would happen and should happen is that it's a, it's a trickle effect of like inspiration after inspiration. And that's just what this world needs, man. Um, just at this time and place where we're at, it was just kind of like something just needed to happen. And, it, and unfortunately, it wasn't a good thing to happen. It, it was a bad thing. Um, I don't know. It's just this is crazy, man. Like we lived through this, guys. And this is. I don't know, like the last, if you look at the top five in scoring, I mean, those, all those guys were alive at one point together. All, all five of them. What was it? Kareem, um, Carl, Braun, Kobe, uh, and MJ, Kobe. right? All five of them together at one point. We, we, we all got to really sit down and, and at some point witness what, you know, four of them, right? So, I think that's like the incredible part about like how great this sport is and like this sport has bonded, you know, I kind of wanted to, say, to mention this earlier, but I forgot and, you know, try to make notes. I, I couldn't even do make notes, man, to, to do this show, um, you know, but I mean, I played ball growing up. There was a team that I was a part of and the chemistry was so great, man. It was fun, you know, but it was like a brotherhood, man. Um, you know, I'd probably keep up with maybe two of those guys I have on Facebook. I don't know where the rest are now, but, you know, it's just if you've lived through that experience of brotherhood, like it goes beyond basketball sometimes, man. Like when you have such a, a, a great brotherhood and a bond with, with, with people through sports, like it doesn't, nothing matters, but except for the jerseys that you wear and what's on the front of the jerseys, the colors. And that's the thing. When I opened up baseline times and I told you guys about this, I said, you know what? Sports has bonded together a lot of different cultures, diversities, religions. We're here talking because of sports in a MySpace group chat. Right. Like, you know, like we're we're in a current chat right now where nobody really knows anybody except for one thing that connects us, and that's sports. Like I often tell people sports, you know, it's much bigger than 
a motherfucker dribbling or catching a football or catching a baseball. Like relationships are built off of these conversations and, you know, it's much deeper. That's why whenever people are like, why are you upset about Kobe? And it's like, man, if you have to ask, you'll never know and you'll never understand. Right, right. And then that's fine, man. You know what? It's 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 another day. I mean, like I I would reason it. I if you know when Prince passed, I I I didn't understand. It was just like, man, like I just knew he's a great musician, being a DJ. It's like you know, Prince is Prince. It's like nobody's gonna touch him. But you know, life kind of went on for me the next day, and I didn't understand why some people grieved and some fans grieved. Um, yeah. But you know, I knew my eventually my time would come, and I never knew. I always said, you know, I wouldn't really have the attachment to celebrities i wouldn't really have the attachment to athletes like that just because like you know there's a reality in life that just you know i have my own life but man to have somebody that just really inspired the world who is content and happy in a second phase of his life man i he is he just wasn't done but i don't think you know he may not be here with us physically and in a presence physically but i think that you know it is something that's going to unlock for a greater future for everybody. Big responsibility. Again, I'm, I don't want to put this in a bad way, but I think there's a big responsibility on the NBA community now. Um, and, and that's what they're there for. I think there's a talent, there's a skill, the intelligence is there. The leadership is there. It, it, it kind of, it, it puts an emphasis on it. It's not just like, Hey, we'll wake up tomorrow. Let's go win this ball game. Let's go get paid and we'll wake up and worry about it tomorrow. It's no, it's today. It's tonight. It's it's as of Sunday. We needed to figure out what are we gonna do now. Um, but time will heal. Um, you know, last thing I you know we just wanted to to really just kind of mention here was um, we we for, it's it's almost like it's forgotten, man. But um, there, there is a Super Bowl to be played on Sunday. Um, I haven't even thought about the Super Bowl. You know, there is a Super Bowl to play. Any any kind of predictions? I mean, I'm having people over. But I'm. I haven't even. I haven't watched TV really. Like I yeah. Haven't I mean, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a little different. Um, I think it'll be. The thing is, I think it'll be fun though because, um, you know, you you gather with other sports fans, and I'm, I'm sure they're just not strictly fo- football fans, you know. And you know, Kobe goes deeper than than basketball, so I think it'll be a nice gathering to have sports fans around and have a discussion with different sports fans, different mindsets, different opinions, um, you know, a lot of reflections. So I think that that'll be the, the fun part. Um, I will, I will just say, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to put my money on Patrick, my homeboy. I just believe in him. Um, so I'm going to put my money on him just to get a, just get a prediction out there. You guys, I'm going to throw in any kind of last minute prediction. Going for the black quarterback. <laughs> So my homeboy. All right, so my homeboy. We all know Marcus is going for. You're you're on the you're on the Nick Bosa. I think you're on the Nick Bosa side. I heard. Who? I think you're on the Bosa side. You're with Michael Bosa. Yeah, I think you're with them. I heard. Forty Niners. Yeah, I think I heard. There's a rumor on the streets that you're with with them. Can't can't agree with that. <laughs> Not with Magabosa and the next Patriots quarterback. Nope. I agree. I agree. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Um, you know, honestly, uh, the last thing I want to say before we kind of give our shout outs is that um, you know, I'm glad that we're here. We're having this conversation. 
um, regardless of the you know topic at hand. Uh, it's been a fun journey. You're supposed to be our, our restart, our, our resurrection. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing this again, like weekly. I really missed it genuinely, and something I wanted to always do. And you know, I, like again, I it just I kept seeing people come out with podcasts, and you know, I had a conversation with Marcus about this. So, you know, it's a lot of people that reached out to me and told me how to do this, but like there's there's equipment invested in this i this isn't no bullshit you know right here this is this is real stuff man i got some top shit that I, i'm able to do <laughs> we're able to put out a good production and a nice professional production that that nobody else can really do unless they took the time and money to invest it um and i worked hard to put the baseline times together and you know credit to a lot of you guys and there's people who supported me people who kind of fell out with me because of it um they're still, you know, they did, they went and did their own thing and that's fine. But, um, you know, I'm proud to be here. This is something that, you know, I look back on and I, you know, I kind of think that, wow, this is, this is fun. I'm not just here to say, you know, oh man, you know, Kobe died. I'm I'm here to like be inspired. I mean, it, it does. I, I don't even know how I was going to get on here and talk about this. I didn't, this is not the conversation I wanted to have. Like I really wanted to talk about him passing the torch to LeBron and just how beautiful of a mentor he was to, and, and, bridge the gap between putting these guys against each other um but you know i just you know want to thank you guys for your time and as always and looking forward to bringing on some of the other guys and bringing back gabe you know old man gabe shout out to him but um you know this is we'll, we'll really truly see how things progress i think again i want to watch the nba i want to see how things are handled but it's tough, man. I don't think that we can sit here and just be like, all right, you know, it's another day. It's another game. It's, it's whatever. But um, any think, last minute thoughts, shout outs? I think the saddest moment of the entire season is when LeBron hits the game seven NBA finals shot and he screams, this is for you, Kobe. And then Demario's going to run out into the court crying, screaming, we <laughs> you are the king of the world, LeBron. Nah, but seriously, this I didn't think I was gonna be able to do the podcast, to be honest. I kind of wanted to like fall off. And I'm actually happy that I've, you know, that I did do it. I'm reading this new book called The Superior Man. And actually I'm on like this chapter to where they talk about getting back to yourself and doing things that you love. And it's so funny that we're doing today's podcast after I read that chapter last night. And it's wild because a lot of the stuff that I'm reading is just kind of getting back to the basics and enjoying life. I feel like much like what Shaq says, sometimes we work so much and we forget to really just enjoy life and to tell loved ones that we love them. So to the loved ones who are listening, who might listen, who even who aren't listening, I love you. Shout out to all the homies. Shout out to us. Uh, You know, it's been like, it, you know, it's been one of those difficult weeks, but I welcome weeks like this because it only makes bonds and it makes a lot of things stronger. And shout out to the Bryan family and all the other families because I don't wish that shit on anybody. For sure, for sure. What about you, Marcus? Yeah, man. Shout out Vanessa Bryant. I know you're going through it all. So just hope that, you know, there's something that'll keep you going through it. Life can get hard, man. It can get tough. And it's nothing tougher than when life hits you with the biggest reality there is. Absolutely. Um, see you. Absolutely. And, um, you know, my last shout out would be to pretty much um, all the girl dads. Um, I think that being 
a father now is it does change you um it's a whole different topic for a different time unsports related but it does and um i just want to shout out everybody who has that um fight it's a different grind it really is it's a grind it it there was a part of me um that needed mamba mentality man and um that's what i was looking forward to him um you know for from his life uh, i was looking up to him and um that's that's the thing now is that i feel like it's 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 not just you know girl dads but you know boy dads i guess you can say too but i think you know just shout out to everybody who let me not single just out dads you know sorry guys but you know i think it's just man just shout out to everybody man that's just grieving bro it's just like I just hope, man, if you're inspired, shout out to you, man. It, sh- it should be everybody. Like, we gonna get through this, man. We gonna be all right. Like Kendrick said, we gonna be all right. Yo, where's Colin at right now? He's sleeping, he up? I know he's been up. Nah, he's he's with, he's with grandparents, so I took the opportunity to record his podcast. Oh, that's perfect. Interruption I free. There's gonna be up on Yeah, he's been... Yeah, he's been, um, you know... uh when um you know i find the opportunities to do this is um you know planning around it man it's i don't want to miss opportunities with him man and um i mean now i'm not gonna get talk about this for another 20 minutes i'm not but (laughs) this shit hit me hard man like i i worked around a lot i worked around a lot of my schedule to to not miss time and dude to hear the shit that kobe said man this the reason why he flew with the helicopter that's Man, this yeah. shit kills me, man. Like every time I hear shit like that, man, it's like, dude, I don't want to read no more. Stop it. Like yeah. I, I, I planned this around. I planned this around, around him because I want to do this, but I also don't want to sacrifice time. But I'll, I'll leave it at that, man. But shout out, yeah, shout out to everybody, man. We, we gonna be all right, man. Like we yeah. all right, man. We, we good. We gonna be back on the airways. We gonna talk our shit. Like we're gonna find it again, man. Like these guys, are, these these guys gonna get their heads together. They are gonna ball out. They are gonna play some ball. Somebody's gonna lead them. Somebody, something's gonna light these guys up again, and uh, we'll be back at it. You know, um, like LeBron said, his shoulders are wide for a reason, right, Marcus? What? Yeah. Peace. What can I say? Mamba out.